Hello everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Going in Circles Big Monday Show. We are coming live from the Pomp, the site of the Send It In Derby, the uh, highly anticipated match race between Gulfstream track announcer Pete Aiello and Pompano track announcer Gabe Pruitt. Guys climbing in the bikes to see who is the... uh, the fastest of the announcers. Um, looking forward to having a really good time tonight. Bunch of people coming in. Uh, a lot of people out of town coming over. Checking it out. Uh, it's really a nice fundraiser that these guys have uh, put together. And kind of shows you the power of social media. And it's something that, that we probably just couldn't have done without... Uh, Without social media in the, in, in the past, um, would have been very, very difficult to pull a, an event off like this. And uh, especially in the time frame we're talking about, this thing kind of came about quickly. And uh, anyways, Barry will be here to talk about the Florida Derby. Barry made an appearance at Gulfstream this weekend, and we'll talk about uh, what he saw there and and what his uh, feelings are on the the Arkansas Derby and the other Derby prep, the one that's named after me. Uh, So we'll um, be back here in just a minute and a bunch of special guests tonight, a bunch of special guests. So see you in a second. Pleasant Acre Farms is a full-service breeding operation located in Morriston, Florida, just outside of Ocala. If you want to get involved in the breeding business in the Sunshine State, or you're already involved, Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people, do a fantastic job taking care of your mare. Uh, They have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees, your mare will find a match at Pleasant Acre Farms. Currently, the star of Pleasant Acre Farms stallion roster is Neolithic, who is by far a runaway winner of the freshman stallion of the year here in the state of Florida. His son, Make It Big, just made it three for three, winning the $400,000 springboard mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is your one-stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.pleasantacrestallions.com or on Twitter at P-A-S Stallions. You can also give them a call at 352-528-2885. Pleasant Acre Stallions, check them out. This is Sniper. This is him. <laughs> uh, no, go get a drink. You're out. You're good. Uh, you're on here today. We're doing a special Pompano podcast from the uh, the uh, Battle of the Big Mouths or the what do they call it? What is it? Uh, the Send It In Derby? Send It In Derby or the announcers? Uh, um, what do they say? The announcers charity race or something but that that makes it sound like they're getting the money which they may be but but everyone's here man you're not here what what what, what happened 
Hey, the, it, if you I was can't the use his name. Guy. The SEC will cut us off. <laughs> you had you had some uh, you had some traffic trouble. Yeah, among other things, like the horse I bet in the first. <laughs> we had a little trouble. Well, we, we got all the gang here. We got Bill, Mister Tweedledee. Oh my we got man, the hammer. We're, we're, our, our northern brethren are, are covered with the hammers here. Uh, we have the, the tag team from uh, Oklahoma, Craig and 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 the the boss, who's uh, who almost uh, you know. Was murdered yesterday by a Baltimore Oriole because they can't hit the ball in the field, only in the stands. <laughs> but uh, but you know, Craig did a his heroic job as as always. This guy should have wear a cape when he walks around. And he also tried to convince me to Poco was gonna, like the next Kobe Bryant. But uh, nope. you know, it might be, it might happen. Um, anyway, if, if you're listening, and the race is over, obviously, but uh, it's not over for us yet. Wally's won the five and. Uh, the great Jason Beam is about to to make a call, but uh, he's yeah, here. We saw Pete. Pete. We we went to the paddock, and Pete is there, and he has his uh, his get up on, and he uh, he he sounds very very uh, very confident. Okay, well, I I mean I saw pictures that uh, Eddie C was putting up. Yeah, Eddie C's been here since like four o'clock <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> He thinks we're waiting for him. He's at the bar. But, um, <laughs> because, you know, there's not enough people right here. Right? But, Wait, but so anyways. Uh, but no food? Uh, no, they actually broke out the barbecue. They, oh, they got wow. the barbecue. The Sunday night barbecue has been held over till today. It's over by the uh, the dumpsters. And uh, <laughs> they're price gouging. The, they actually made Gabe buy, buy water. Gabe had to pay for water. The guy's like the biggest superstar in harness racing. And that, now they're out of water, Elsie said. So we have no water. And amazingly, it hasn't rained. I mean, it looked like it was going to rain. It looked, it, like the, it looked like the scene from The Natural, man, like with the lightning. <laughs> and it hasn't. So we're kind of hoping we, we get through this race without it. I mean, you're sipping, bum. Tommy's bitter at somebody. Speed Tommy's long speed broke ninth, so. Oh no, that's no good. Fern Paquette Jr. is on the lead. Stop the race. <laughs> uh oh. I'm gonna go with the one to five. I'm a chalky. You're here. gonna you're gonna chalk it up here. Well, the chalk Wally just got to the lead, so it's Wally over. wasn't having sitting behind Fern Paquette. I hope Gabe's watching this. He's gonna have to be aggressive because I, I think Pete's gonna be be sending out there. Got the inside scoop on that one. Tommy said he's got the the lineup. I came early. Pete was all stressed out talking to the the statue of the one horse, and then Pete <laughs> called me. He goes, "I just want to break close. I want to break close. I, I want to stay close. He can't get too far away. Uh, my horse loves to take care. I'm gonna get him at the three. I'm gonna pull at the three quarter pole and drive him into the ground." Okay. <laughs> and then he started hyperventilating. <laughs> so there you go. That there's that is the inside scoop on, on Pete's plans here in this. Uh, Five eighths mile classic. Right now, Wally's about to win his eleven thousand eight hundred ninety fourth race, according to John Barry. <laughs> and we we have, we do feel some sprinkles. Uh oh! Don't tell me the skies are going to open up as soon as they they go. Well, as long as we can hold it off till the four and a half. <laughs> four and a half. Yeah, Wally's uh, opening up here. 
least get course. second with the eight. Tommy's rooting for the eight. Wally's on Niatroth. Beanie's pretty good at, at the Trotters. I, you know what? I wanted to ask them if, or actually ask Beanie if if it's easier calling the harness than it is the the flats. No, Beanie Beanie's a pretty he's pretty yeah. solid on on the uh, on the calls. Trustable call. He was asking me about terminology and that. He's a natural for real. No, oh, he's he's uh from, from uh where's that track that I do good at in Oregon. Grand Prairie, <laughs> uh, uh, Grants Pass. You know, that's the only track I, I got a positive ROI for the year was Grants Pass. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. Some people got a positive ROI on no tracks. <laughs> oh, if you watch them on Twitter, they, they you know. it's like the one track I don't make figures for. You don't make maybe? Well, maybe that's it. I have an advantage. I have built-in figures. W's are out of the pool. That's right. And there's no, there's no, there's no. Uh, there's no batch money at, at uh, Grants Pass or Pompano. <laughs> Either one. Uh, Craig said he's going to make time-form U.S. figures for the big match race. So we will have figures post-race. He's going to okay. get his uh, his computer out, and, and he's going <clears> to <throat> spend about 45 minutes figuring out how, how fast the track is based upon you know the first few races. And Rick Plano won the last race, by the way. Can we get like a, a driver rating for the guys too? Driver ratings? Yeah, Tommy Masters has got driver ratings, but he will sell them to you for the low, low price of since the meet's about over forever, it's 199 for the rest of the meet. <laughs> or or one or one Bitcoin. That's not that's not good math. That's not a great deal, but you know, you want the you want the good info, you gotta pay for it. Don't. Eddie's back. Keep it. Say hi, <laughs> Barry. What's up, brother? Hey, Eddie C. Say say hi to Breezy for me. Yeah, absolutely. She's uh, stuck on her computer. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like my daughter. All she does is get on the computer, and that's all. That that's all for the night. You have kids? Yeah. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> I didn't even know that. I think I'm the only one without kids. I might need to have a kid. Who the hell's going to take care of me when I'm old? I'm almost there. Maybe I'll adopt like a 17-year-old. At least I pick you up to have lunch when we're at Saratoga. Yeah, you and we with Tom Dirk, and we make ourselves feel better. Fit my car. Yeah, the guy's got a, he's got like a miniature car. Have a sedan. Sounds like he's Hawaii Five-0 here. He like gets in the car. Plano almost went to the circle. Built for me. No. No. Well, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty healthy crowd for a, a Monday night at the Pomp, and uh, well, I'm not sure what's going on inside. Is there a lot of people inside, or are people inside? Yeah, there's people inside. Well, we didn't think we'd have the guest list, but you know, just want to see if there was people here. Not like people recognize me, but they look right over me. <laughs> yeah, we we got stopped by security going into the paddock. By the way, the place has got two weeks to go before it's history. And now the guards want to do their jobs. <laughs> didn't you photobomb? Didn't somebody photobomb? It was uh, 
Dylan that photo bombed a, a, a winter circle photo. When I, I'm going up in a couple of weeks. To yeah. Daughter graduating well, I guess we're all going to go in the winter circle after the, the big race, no matter what, right? When I get there, when I open it up. Is there a truck guy? I'm only going to Pete win. Uh, uh, Tommy says he's 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 shunning Gabe, so iron and still he's he's, he's sticking up for the thoroughbreds. Is is there a trophy? The Gulfstream thoroughbred guy. He's he's he said he's he's not going to uh, invade the winter circle. I'm like Switzerland here. I I got I'm neutral. Christmas every year, and then I go So it's just bragging rights. No, like I bet nothing. Come on, we're horse players, man. Yeah, I mean we we can't be we can't be biased. Yeah, but we're still horse players. We can bet. Like, is there a lunch on the line? Is there something between the two of them? Are they going to get a trophy, hat, a crown, like a Burger King? Crown? You know, I I think it's just Gabe is going to be tortured for life if Pete wins, and Pete's just going to want to forget about it if he doesn't. Yeah, but Gabe was saying that that Pete was kind of a ringer. He he yeah. has like he claimed that, but he, he he's made it out like like Pete's John Campbell. Yeah, I've seen well, Pete drive in 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 practice. I mean, uh, yeah, that's Gabe. Yeah, yeah, they've they've made it to the winner circle. Pete and Gabe are about to get interviewed. So they're they're getting close to uh to post time. It's the the fourth race. We got it. Well, we they they're they're putting fourteen minutes up, so that means probably twenty half hour. Yeah. The rest will non betting race. I'm trying to figure out the big the big A. Only side bets. That's I got to tell you that Gabe looks like an actual driver. Like I could see him at freehold, like at, on qualifiers, trying to you know paying twenty bucks to let people qualify his horse. He was gonna throw the salt. <laughs> However, it looks like one of the Meadowlands amateur drivers. You know when when they when they uh when they list him at two ninety nine. I'm calling BS. Which is probably what I would list myself at, but. <laughs> our guests, our, most of our guests have left to go, to go heckle the uh, the boys in the in the uh, the winter circle. So, so anyways, let's get to uh, while we have a minute. What about um, what about the weekend? What what? Uh, give me your thoughts on what was your impressions of you name it. I'm letting you make the call here. Okay, we'll we'll start with the with the the one we were at. Florida Derby. All right. Personally, I, mean, I, I yeah. don't be part of the top two finishers. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, um, Simplification ran a hell of a race. Uh, took on two challenges in uh, Papa Cap well, and Causeway and lived to tell about it and finished third. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, he he put the pressure yeah. on Classic <clears throat> Causeway, and then as soon as Classic Causeway just kind of inexplicably faded, Stops. then Papa Cap put the pressure on him. I mean, he never really got a breather. No, yeah, I mean, he, he literally oh, man. right outside of him and, and pressed him hard. 
Um, I don't know what to make of that because I'm not sure about, you know, the distance limitations for a horse like simplification, but I do like that F will definitely keep him in mind on the fateful Derby day. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that coming out of that race, he, um, like I said, he, he took pressure. He gave pressure early, took pressure. And I'm a little, like you said, a little question mark about about him at mile and a quarter. But uh, he, he does have tackle speed. He is versatile. And, I mean, he can take right. dirt. And that that's what I like about him the most, actually. But, you know, a horse like White Barrio, in my opinion, he got a really great trip. I wouldn't say perfect trip, but close. No. He got hung out a little wide in that first turn, yeah. but then, then he got him. He got him about you yeah. Know, they second, up second flight. He was only two or three wide, and he made the move. And I mean, he ran. He ran well. I'm not gonna say he didn't run well, but they crawled home. I mean, they really came home. I mean, 14 seconds, less three eighths and 40, and um, it wasn't like. I, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see what the, the figures come back. I know the buyer came back a little bit slower than the Oaks, but, um, yeah, I think it was two points. But usually horses that, that, that come home in 14 seconds aren't the type that, that stretch out and come home faster. So, uh, I mean, the horse who, you know, Pletcher's horse coming out of the race he probably is the most talented of the of the bunch. Sure, yeah. But he just doesn't have enough experience at this point. And, I mean, he was green. Um, I guess if you, you put it this way, he was getting in because he was green or he was getting in because he was tired, one or the other. But either uh, way, not good. Either go. way, that doesn't go well. Because race. He can't get any more experience. And, you know, fitness going a mile and a quarter off of right so it's a real real tough at the task and he he might wind up being the best of all of them but i just have a hard time taking horses as inexperienced as he is uh in the kentucky derby yeah i agree you had said on twitter you, you got a little bit of a hot take and said uh you thought that the the best performance uh on Saturday was uh, Kathleen O. Yes, yes, I, 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 I stand by that statement. I, I thought she ran excellent despite the small field and kind of the, you know, the fill-ins in the race. Um, so it basically was a match race, and, and she just completely dominated the other horse. Uh, was it Goddess of Fire, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Or a, a football field clear of the rest of them. <laughs> Yeah, she 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 really dominated, took off, you know, Javier tapped her one time right handed at the top of the stretch and she took off and and she just looked razor sharp, nice leggy filly. Um, she's going to be tough. She's going to be tough to beat all year, I think. Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty good. I mean, sometimes when those. Those closing one-turn horses stretch out. They they don't have quite as much kick going two turns. But you pointed out uh, at the races on Saturday that Javier kind of sat on her, sat on her, sat on her. And when he asked her to go, he just tapped her on the 
give her one tap and, and she just kind of accelerated right past that the other filly who's a good filly i mean God yeah she's very good is a good horse and you know i, I think the other horse the, the horse who was third should, should have to uh he, he should get his grade taken away <laughs> was, down everybody else <laughs> he was so far he was so she was so far behind when they hit the wire the the, the water trucks were out there already. Yeah, it was like 18 lengths, wasn't it? Something like that. It was uh, 18 lengths from second to third. So <laughs> she got beat almost 20 lengths, but gets the black type. Goes. Yeah. You got to be in it to win it. John Barry is as loud as he's ever been right now. <laughs> they turned up the, the volume, man. They're, they're killing us here. Um, Gufo looked good. I mean, it was Gufo oh, no. versus the second stringers, but he had the yeah. blinkers off, and and uh, I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. It seems like he yeah, got a good. he, he looked a good number. So. I mean, if if you were just you know betting on looks, horse looked like you know a ten million dollar horse. <laughs> yeah, and and you know the factor Absolutely that we, we we that we pointed out right before the race. Whenever the 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 classic Chris Colmont wears pink pants, pink and pants blinkers and- off. He's like eighty eight percent pink pants, blinkers off. So, you know, I, you couldn't capitalize. He paid four twenty, which yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to brag about four twenty, but um, I took a lot of a little bit of heat on on Twitter for me saying that you know I I just couldn't play that horse at sixty five. I mean, I I like the horse. I always have, but it's just I sixty five. No Right, on a horse it's coming off fun. a layoff, there, there's always a question when they come on off layoff, and you know, and there wasn't like there was, you know, I guess in hindsight there really wasn't any alternative um, because he They're was just lucky. classier than everybody else. But you know, you right. have to take a shot. That's like Brandon. Brandon Walsh had a big day. He won three. <laughs> Wayburn. Yep, Wayburn uh, looked really good. I mean, it was it was crazy because. I'm not very enthusiastic about horses coming off a layoff, even though it's, it's, it's commonplace. Um, but a lot of horses on Saturday won off lengthy layoffs that, you know, you usually don't see that, you know, that many fire and they yeah. all fired. They all fired, which was crazy, but yeah, there was know, a lot of chalk. It was, yeah. It was, too much. It was, it was a festival. Although Wayburn but... wasn't chalk, which was refreshing. He, yeah, he actually went. He he was better early, and then he had drifted up to four to one. Um, yeah, so we're saying four to one's not really chalk, so that's cool. No, not not when <laughs> a bunch of four to five shots are winning. Yeah, but um, you know, it, it's tough <clears throat> attracting. There's just so many good horses to go around, and and when you're sitting, I mean, Keeneland's opening up this weekend, and Churchill's not too far behind, and New York is is opening up the turf. Um, as soon as it's not like, you know, freezing there. So it's difficult to get people to run in, in these stakes down here for a hundred and 125,000. Yeah. It when, seemed like uh, maybe if, if the, the Florida Derby was like a week earlier, it might've been a different story. We got, we got scan man. Scan oh man has, has, has hit the $40,000 hit the scene. <laughs> <laughs> he's hit the scene the forty thousand dollar man he's got a 72 million dollar parlay into uh who's playing tonight 
UNC. Uh, no, no beer. I can't drink and podcast at the same time. God forbid. <laughs> Hazardous. There's really no, there's no, no telling what I might say. No drinking and podcasting. Believe me, I get in enough trouble. Yeah, yeah. Barry's the, Barry's the co-host. We don't just get rid of him. <laughs> is he, is he, he's not showing up. Barry lives in like. We're gonna call him, him Laparoo. Yeah, he lasts. He lives like. <laughs> Like eleven yeah, hours away by, by car. I'm isolated. Barry, you uh you know, you're getting a little heat here, so I know, I know. Like Le Peru, he said, you're 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 waiting too long. I almost bought a plane ticket, actually. But well, I was that might have you might have got stuck here because home. uh Fort Lauderdale Airport looks like a homeless shelter right now because yeah. they cancel like every flight out of there. You know, actually, what what we should have done, we should have sent a shuttle bus over to the Fort Lauderdale uh, Terminal A to bring the people over bring here to the, the pump. pump. Yeah, the last the last rights. Give everybody a ten dollar voucher and let them have it. I'm telling you, this is a, this is a big this is a big crowd for the pump on a Monday night. This is probably the biggest crowd since like Mac LaBelle was here in 1987. Whoa! You got the fit. You're, you're alive here. Uh-oh. Does anybody know the rules for <clears throat> late scratch in the pick five at Pompano? Post-time favorite? Yes, you get the favorite. You get the favorite. So who's the one? You get Pete in the next race. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get your option. You you can either take the favorite in the in the in the fifth or the fourth or scratch here in late. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take you gotta take some paramutual action on the on the match race. There should be paramutual. I mean, just because they're not licensed, so believe me, some of the way some of these guys drive, they, they shouldn't be licensed either. Nobody cares. It's right? Florida. Nobody nobody drives good down here. You go down ninety five and it's it's like NASCAR. <laughs> Except people suck. They're not good. So, anyways, back to actually talking about races. Arkansas. Um, now, now we, we should before you know our 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 special guest is here from the Midwest, and we should ask him what kind of figure that uh, was uh, was earned by Kathleen O. Kathleen O. I want to say one ten, which seemed to have some people a little disappointed. 110, but the pace was kind of, I mean, it wasn't a taxing pace, right? Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people had uh, the Florida horses kind of hype, but I thought Fearless was a pretty darn good baseline, Mm -hmm. you know, for uh, a horse who basically runs the same figure every time. So I didn't really have any problem for him or the the Florida Derby. It was a rare day where we had three two-turn races at uh, golf streams. Usually get one a month. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was pretty easy figure making day, and I, I'm not on the Cashmino train like Barry is. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Oh Uh oh. Oh man! The gauntlet has been thrown. <clears throat> That's all right. The big He's Kentucky Oaks show before you know we're gonna have to maybe get a little side wager here. <laughs> yeah, the Oakland Philly ran faster than her. Secret, uh, secret oath. Yeah. Or no, the other horse would. Yugiri. Yugiri sounds like a like a, a sushi roll. But... <laughs> like an extra U what, what about secret uh secret oath? 
Can we get a number for her? Something. The one O's. You don't uh, do the uh, ground loss, right? No, so no ground loss. So if you you add the, the 23 lengths that he lost on the turn, then it's about 135. <laughs> Basically, like Frankel of the dirt. <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting. And, and listen, I don't wish anyone ill, especially people I don't know and don't hate yet. But that jockey yeah. was like planning on coming to Kentucky like to ride for Lucas. And I, I don't even know if he's going to keep the mount on the big horse. Because, you know, Wayne's got a couple decent horses this year, but it, it, he doesn't have a whole lot. Put it this way, I wouldn't want to be basing my, my, my career change on on, uh, on Wayne's barn. So, uh, yeah, he, he, maybe Tommy Mazes will be bringing him with him. <laughs> he, he rides the other Lucas, the Colt, right? He rides the Colt in the, yeah, in the bluegrass. I think I'd be yeah. looking for a new... If, 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 he, uh, if he takes the balcony move on that one... Well, he's already done it with him a couple times. Twice. Yeah. You know, back in the day, Wayne was not, was not a guy to hesitate one second to make a jockey change. I remember there was a situation where Herb McCall, Herb McCauley, Herb Castillo picked up a mount in a stake at Gulfstream for Lucas because I think Gary Stevens was supposed to fly in and the plane got canceled or something. And he won. He won the stake on the horse. And afterwards, he kept coming every week and, and, and working the filly for Wayne. And the uh, the overnight came out for the next race. Gee, Stevens. Gary Stevens was on the horse. <laughs> and, and, and Castillo came to the barn and was all, you know, bent out of shape. And, and, you know, Herbie was one of the top jockeys at Calder at the time. So he wasn't used to getting taken off winning stake mounts. But Wayne said, son, did you get paid for that mount? And he said, yes. He goes, that's where my obligation to you ended. <laughs> he said, well, you know, I've been working to Philly. He said, well, I appreciate it. And if she wins, then we'll probably look to put you on something else. But, um, you know, like this is this is the way it is. So that, that of course, was, was the 60-year-old Wayne, not the 80-year-old Wayne. So I don't know if he's mellowed a little bit in his uh, – his, his, as he's aged, but he also, uh, you know, had a, a lot stronger hand back then. It's uh, That's probably one of the hardest things for a trainer that was on top to learn how to, to deal with is when you're on top, those jockey agents, they, they, they'll do anything to, to ride your horses. And then when you're not on top, suddenly they may Don't not even call back. <laughs> yeah, you get spun at the draw. <laughs> hey, uh, you're going to need a rider. What? Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, listen, I, I started training. My two my two go to riders were Pat Day and Jerry Bailey, and then they left the scene. My horses weren't as good, and next thing you know, I, I had I had I had castoffs. Cast to the castoffs. Castoffs got me in retirement. <laughs> yeah, no, Gilligan, right? Gilgan's Island, my friend. But um, I, I mean, I I think that Cyberknife. I think the worst possible race for that horse to run in is the Kentucky Derby. Why is that? Well, he's a very quirky horse. He's been DQ'd a couple times already. 
True. He dumped he dumped uh, Frenchie in the post parade, and even in the stretch, he he, he ducked out a couple times. Yeah, you know, so he he, he is not a horse that uh, that is of one hundred percent sound mind. So, you know, you you wonder, and and I I, I give him credit. Uh, I mean, he ran well, and 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 Joe did a good job of actually sneaking up the inside and 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 cutting through and not going, you know, the circular route. But um, <laughs> but I, I I'm not sure that uh, 150 thousand people in a 20 horse field is is that's the type of horse you want to be riding. But uh, I, I, matter of fact, I wouldn't be shocked to see him pick the other horse of Brad Cox. Who uh, who might not be as 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 experienced Zozos, Zozos, but yeah. uh, Zozos <laughs> might might wind up. He might be a better. Well, that better that fit. win by Cyberknife kind of flatters Epicenter. I guess you know. I mean, Cyberknife didn't do any running that day at all. I mean, no. A lot of other horses who haven't done anything finished ahead of him too. So. He just remember that race. He just went wide, and and, and the jock couldn't get him back. I mean, he just, yeah, he he, he just was he was fighting him down the backside, and he just kind of you know, it it looked a little bit like the the mandolin Louisiana Derby, you know, when he just got hung wide and just didn't really do much. But of course, he didn't actually win that many times last year. But no, he did not. And uh, I mean, John Ortiz, uh, that Barber Road, he's like the horse that always gets the check. He never gets the, he never gets there, but he earns a lot of money. But he's gonna win one eventually. I think, but it might wind up being the West Virginia Derby. Oh, he's the Nehru of of this of twenty twenty two. Who did I call? Zo- I called Zozos. Uh, what did I? I called him the soup and sandwich of this year. No, that was Charge It. No, 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 Zozos, Zozos. Zozos is super sandwich. So what's yeah? Charge it, charge it's like. Charge an orangutan. No, it might be the might be the Curlin of of the Derby. Curlin just couldn't win because he just didn't have enough experience. You know, it was his third or fourth start. Beamy's calling the race, by the way. So if you can't hear, blame the beam, sir. This race four. Race four is off. The sphincters are getting tight over there in the paddock for the boys <laughs> right now. <laughs> right. Here they come. They're coming by us. I don't hear any hooves. Yeah. There they go. Uh-oh, Scan Man's on the way. He's got a fistful of beer, so. I got 100 on the eight. Am I doing any, any good or no? I got 100 to finish dead last night. You don't want the IRS to hear this. They monitor our, our pod. They do. Yes. Hello. Absolutely. Barry. Yes. You got to take control of the situation. I can't. The Section 106 studio is overrun with people. <laughs> with beer. I was going to say. Got scan, man here. scan man's here. What's up, uh, scan man? We got uh, it's it's quarter till nine. What's the what's the release for the big game tonight? C plus four. UNC plus four for all your balls. That's the lock. The scan man lock. 
And he says to all you Twitter haters, what do you got to say to the Twitter haters? We're, we're doing a new thing, me and Dylan. We're not blocking anybody. Every, every, everything's love now. It's the no block zone. Okay. I'm blocking everybody. Except if you're a burner account, you can block. So you heard it here, UNC. Of course, the game's going to be over by the time you hear it, so. Shockingly, that's another loser from Devil wins the fourth. I'm just happy that Duke lost. So, Mike, 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 turn it down to like three. Okay, sorry, buddy. You're welcome. We don't want to have to have you ejected from the studio. Oh, yeah, Scamman said, Barry said you were supposed to meet him Saturday and you ducked him. I blamed it on I Breezy. Him. I was with you all day. I said Breezy wasn't allowed to meet anyone from Illinois. He wasn't even there on Saturday. He wasn't? He was at Dylan's house. We weren't, we weren't invited to Dylan's house. Thanks, right. Dylan. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, Dylan. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> if you had Hagen Doss at your house, we would have went there. Oh, hell yeah. Breezy had three of those things man you went to hagen three times saturday yeah. <laughs> yeah wow that's a that's a driving triple well the big race is about to take place and the shamrock uh, we'll probably have to to cut out during the the, festiv- the festivities uh and then re-engage afterwards. Maybe we'll get an interview with the uh, the, the victor. What connects with the winning connection. No, Dale Romans doesn't walk that far. <clears throat> Dale, if you're listening, I know you don't listen. Uh, there's a guy that looks just like you just won a race. Take a picture. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it to you. It's his little brother. That guy ain't little. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a winner. Yeah, and because Pete and Gabe took the golf cart, the guy had to hike from the, the paddock. Probably have a stroke going back. It's exhausting. Yeah. Caesar's probably uh, <laughs> t- took the golf cart and sent it to Scioto. I actually tried to see if they could, the Gulfstream could buy the, the water truck, but Gabe said they're already heading to Scioto afterwards. So Gabe is not driving him to Scioto either. Wow, that's got to be a terrible trip, huh? From here to Ohio, yeah. Only reason to go to Ohio is the little brown jug or the cradle stakes. (laughs) The cradle, cradle, or the football hall of fame, or go to Ed what Ed DeRosa's hometown track, Jack the Jack Thistle Downs. Think that's the owner. Blue Devil, Blue Devil scored. I'm happy Blue Devil didn't win the other night because then we would have 18,000 people saying, see, Blue Devil, it's a sign. Oh, boy. Oh, it's not a sign. Coach K is dead. He's out. We're done. It's finished. Blue Devil wins. So it does give me, like, it's just not the same. It's like rooting, it's like rooting against the Dallas Cowboys. It used to be fun, but it's not fun anymore. They suck. Like, it's not fun to root against a team that's no good, right? I mean, what's the fun in, in rooting for them? It's like rooting against the Knicks. Why would anyone root against the Knicks? They lose anyways. No, they beat the Magic last night. They did. Well, the Magic are another team. There's no 
point rooting against the Magic. Yeah, but they beat, they beat the Warriors when I went. Well, I for the Magic. Craig is rooting for the Magic, but he's, he's, he's draft positioning. <laughs> the Oklahoma people are, are very upset when the team wins now. <laughs> They've gotten to be very, very good at, at determining draft position and, and ping pong balls or however they do it now. They got no business winning was the comment we just heard. You hear that, uh, whoever, coach, whoever followed Billy Donovan? <laughs> the second guy. Mark Dagnall. Mark Dagnall. Sounds like a harness driver. Half-brother to Regine. <laughs> he doesn't have a mustache? Well, if he's like the rest of the French Canadians, I'm sure he smokes cigarettes. Are we going in the winner's circle after this or what? Yes, of course. We're going in no matter who wins. Craig said, no, no, who was it? Tommy. Tommy said he's he's, he's Pete only. Tommy disappeared. I guarantee you he's betting dog tracks because <laughs> he will bet there's dog There's like tracks. one. Yeah, there's like one left. Tommy's got, Tommy's got like a system. Tommy's got information on tonight's uh, finals. Finals of what? NCAA championships. Canadians don't know anything about basketball. Uh, sir, James Naismith, well, Canadian. Maybe, maybe was Andrew Wiggins is Canadian, so that counters James Naismith. So R.J. Barrett is Canadian, and, and R.J. Barrett is a rising star. Yeah, Eddie keeps Eddie keeps jinxing the guy. Eddie starts Eddie starts talking about him on Twitter, and the guy sprains his knee, and he says something else. The guy goes, he shoots. He's he's one. He's one for nineteen. He scored 50. Keep his name out of your mouth, right? Is it bad enough that you guys got Jimmy Butler, you got Lowry, you got all those other guys? Let the Knicks have at least one guy that, that that's, that's under 75 that, that, that Thibodeau will play. You guys don't deserve it. On the Going in Circles podcast, the NBA talk. We, we, we should have actually, we should have invited Taj Gibson to come down and, and drive in this race. Stay on one topic. <laughs> no, the Knicks, the Knicks. I think there was a derby prep that we forgot to talk about. Oh yeah, it yeah. Was a Turfway race. Turf it's point. not really a derby prep, but Churchill Downs somehow assigns him a hundred points. And um, you know, McPeak said he's going to the derby. I think he <laughs> wants a table. McPeak can only win in Kentucky because he wins nowhere else. Hey, easy on Kenny. That's my man. Don't be blasting McPeak. I mean, I think he's nuts to run this horse in the derby, but hey, you know. Like I said today, he's a he's a very he's a very good horse on synthetic. He's a pretty good horse on turf, and on dirt he's you know not so good. Who? No, the Oaks. Barry said Kathleen O is a walkover. Everyone else should not even show up. Is anybody here rooting for Gabe? Of course, Gabe's Gabe's one of the nicest people in 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 in, in racing. I'm totally rooting. Guy's got 19 jobs. <laughs> Literally, you're, you're rooting for the horses to to survive the 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 once around. At least they're only going once around in the big race. There's a way. Yes, he was desperate for for the 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 actual mile distance, but uh, Mr. Hennessy decided that it would be a bad idea for them to uh, to go around more than when two turns. He he thought that they would have a, a trouble with that third turn. So. What are they going three? So it, it, it's 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 five ace. Yep, it's a five ace race. It's like the five ace turf at Gulfstream. The first one the <laughs> the turf looks about the same as the, the track here. 
No, they ran five ace races here yeah. last year. Yeah. Gabe, guy shook it up. Him and, him and Joe Zambito, not the former Houston closer, Joe Zambito. My lock of the day. That was my that, next question. Is that Pete not not the former Houston closer, but he is the racing secretary at Pompano and Buffalo, and it must be the harnessing because all those guys call races too. Sorry, and we're gonna have to really? give Eddie the mute button. The guy's screaming. <laughs> Eddie, C, pipe down. Eddie, Eddie's excited for this race, man. <laughs> Post podcast. All right, here they come. Here they come. Here they come. They're introducing Wally now. I don't actually. Oh, there he is. He's in the golf cart. Can you hear the beamy? I cannot. Yeah. I have to watch on the Simo. Yeah, Wally is being introduced as the special guest starter. And this is actually the first race Wally's ever started. Actual real race. Well, it's not really a real race, but... So... So we'll see. We'll see how this all goes. <clears throat> so, uh... So we got Keeneland coming this weekend. Very excited about that. Uh, I know. Uh, I know a lot of people are. I know our man Matt Duggar said he's he's not betting till Keeneland. It's like, yeah, but that's only like four days away. So <laughs> it's two days away. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big hiatus. But he said he's 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 taking you know the rest of the week off, which is probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, the weather is not supposed to be kind in, yeah, in Kentucky. No, right? Flurries possibly, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a little it's a little shady there. I don't know. Um I think they draw tomorrow or the next or, yeah, I think they draw tomorrow for for opening day. So we'll opening see day. uh we'll see how the That's Wally by the way. Well, no one's hurting Wally. He's he's just talking. But these guys really did a great job with this promotion. There's, there's, you know, there's a lot of people here for a for a Pompano. Well, you know, all I mean, there's, there's a there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people watching it, and they've, uh, you know, they're putting themselves out there. I mean, I mean, this was a this was a a grassroots production. I mean. And it's brought a lot of interest. There's been a lot of people talking about it. I know a lot of people talking about it today. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will be tuning in. And uh, I'm sure we'll have videos. It'll be on the internet right afterwards. I'm sure that, uh, that, uh, that there'll be some uh, some victory laps taken. There'll be some TikToks made. And, oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's a special occasion. And it's, you know, Pompano is on his last legs. But um, you know it's it's fun. It's a fun thing. It's it's the rare fun thing in horse racing where there's nobody that uh, you hate involved, and there's no uh, you know it's not being done for money or for ego or anything. It's just uh, well maybe for Pete and Gabe, but 
you know, it's it's for the right reasons. They're raising money for charity, and it looks like there's going to be a uh, you know a pretty big check cut for the two uh, the two aftercare programs. And uh, you know, in the end, it's a good thing. And yeah, that's it's great. a fun thing. And you know, we don't have that that much in racing. It's it's a very much business atmosphere um, most days. And it's nice to have, you know, to do something fun. So, so, uh, so I think what we'll do is we'll take a break right now. Okay. And we'll let the match race uh, take place. Hold. <laughs> and uh, then we'll be back. And uh, like I said, we, we might try to. I've been doing my, my analysis on everything and and i'm going with gabe you're going with gabe gabe Gabe's gabe has got speed yeah i think pete's gonna take back i thought pete was gonna send from the gate but uh, he seemed like and i talked to him before that he, he might be taken back so i'm going i'm going with gabe yeah so it's uh we'll see what happens it's right. truly a a classic matchup So we'll be back in just a little bit. Hey guys, I wanted to talk to you quickly about some of the changes coming to the Going in Circles Digest, which is our sort of weekly newsletter that we've put out that covers a, a wide variety of topics. Uh, just lately, we've added some guest columnists. Sid Fernando wrote a great piece for us a couple weeks back. And Julian Brown has really helped us out with some uh, excellent handicapping uh, articles and we're going to expand on the handicapping especially uh, you know with Julian's writing who who used Julian used to write for American Turf Monthly um, but it's something that uh, we we think people seem to have be interested in and certainly any timely topic is, is something that's going to be covered and uh, we're going to do a lot of uh, our weekly previews, especially for the big days and, and the Triple Crown races. Uh, we also want to put it out there that anyone that has something to say, you can be a guest writer. Just contact me. There's a, a variety of ways going in circles podcast at gmail.com is probably the easiest. And we'll, uh, we'll put you out there. And we're not exactly, uh, at the distribution point of the New York Times or anything, but we do get a lot of click-ons. And if you have something to say, well, we'll help you say it. All right, guys, if you have any suggestions, anything you want to hear about, anything you want to uh, read about, hit me up, goingincirclespodcast.gmail.com, and uh, check it out, goingincirclesdigest.com. Substack.com. Free subscription. Thanks, guys. Robert. He picked Gabe Pruitt. <laughs> well, Gabe. Gabe Pruitt is uh, was defeated on his home court by, by Pete Aiello, who is now horse. Unbelievable. I don't know if you, I don't know if you 
how well it came across on television, but uh, oh, it was great. We have videos, we have uh, pictures, we have all kinds of stuff that we'll be posting. Pete looking like uh, victorious in his uh, getup. Gabe actually looks like a real driver. He does. Uh, um... he, he, I mean, like if they ever had a harness racing movie, he could play a driver in that. If he could he... act, I don't know. He could probably act. <laughs> Do you want they to have find... like the seventh backup announcer now. <laughs> the seventh... There's actually a driver change in the next race, but they don't have a driver yet. There you go. Is your chance? It's post time for race seven, and we don't know who's driving the uh, two horse. You? I don't know that I've ever actually seen this happen before, where they couldn't find a driver. They should get. They should. Pete would definitely take the mount. Take the mount. Right. He already drove the two hole today. That's right. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a new one. You know, the pomp always comes up with a new a new twist that we hadn't seen anywhere else. <laughs> the horse is like nine to two and, and people are betting on the horse and he has no driver. Amazing. This is a. Uh... This is a strange uh, phenomenon here, but it went off well. And hold on one second, you guys are gonna watch the beamy. Uh, I've I've turned over. Uh, I was I was babysitting Beamy's uh, announcer kit, but I've turned it over to go back over here to Studio One Hundred Six. Uh, I do think that they're on their fourth string announcer here. Seems like the. The crowd dispersed from uh, Section 106. Um, Section 106 is empty. Section 106 is currently empty. So, Mr. Beam is in Section 105. Oh, he respected the rules. Shunning you. Yes, he's he's now wolfing down a barbecue. He never had a chance to finish his dinner because he was forced into announcing four races. They got him that. This is this is a live. You're live on on the air. Yeah, Barry. Barry's here. Barry, you should get a barbecue. This guy's got man. I, I eat him. I eat him three bones at a time. I don't even peel him off. He does. He's going three <laughs> bones at a time. That's that's like a pro. That's definitely expert yeah, level. I got four or five McRibs on my side. That's, that's a pro's pro, man. That's expert hey, level. Hey, my first rack of ribs. <laughs> yes, sir. It was your first amateur. He well, earned it's it. It's not even amateurs. They're like. I've called some, like, backyard wheelbarrow races, stuff like that. How did it, How did this rank in the, on your, your listing of, of. You know what's funny? I was really nervous. <laughs> the first. Well, less so for the actual Gabe race, but the first, like the second harness, the first harness race I called, I was legit nervous because it's like, I don't know. How, I don't know what to say. The verbiage is all. Yeah, there. yeah. Just tell people, like, you have a big vocabulary you pull from when you're calling a race. And when you're seeing all these things that are not quite the same as you were used to, it just doesn't, the synapses don't fire as fast. So, but we got through it. Oh, I thought, I thought it was good, actually. It was very good. I'll tell you that much. Like I said, they they, they turned the, the the speakers up. It was it was very loud. It's much louder than it usually is. But you sounded you sounded like a pro. High priced talent. You want to make sure. Uh, you, you know what? When you bring in the big leaguers, you gotta. You know. 
You know, we're trying to get Beamy in, in, involved here. We're, we we actually were considering like maybe starting a amateur announcers driving series and like go all through the whole country and and have announcers, you know, take on another announcers. Hmm. I think we. I think he's. I think he's just stick with the one win. You know, like this was a good. This was. A he good wants to go. Beamy wants to go out on top. I think he's a little afraid of of of, of Pete's prowess as a as a driver. When Pete shook the reins, I almost started dying because <laughs> he went double arm. And they don't have a whip, right? So no, 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 no. This is like New Jersey, no whips. There was no whipping, but uh, it, it turned out good because it was a an actually a good race, right? It, it was close, and there was uh, no one broke stride. That was really my greatest fear: was one of the horses would would go off stride, and then it would just be like, yeah. I was worried about that. Yeah. So no, it was it was a good time, and there was. They had a nice crowd. I mean, believe me, I spent a lot of Monday nights here, and there's usually about seven people. But uh, podcast and Pete. <laughs> that's right. See, section one hundred six. It's even now, even tonight. It was 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 was. Uh, yeah, we had uh, Scan Man. We had Eddie C. We had Craig. They were drinking. Tommy, Tommy, Tom, Tommy the Hammer, who's betting dog races. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know where he went to. He's probably up scanning out some bets from Singapore or someplace. Collecting. That's what he's hey, doing. He's headed towards Keeneland, though, soon. So I better watch out up in Kentucky. The hammer is on his way. Oh, uh, yeah. And the cold weather won't bother him as he's a, a full-fledged Canuck. <laughs> You're good now? Yeah. The barbecue, what kind of... You know, we get thumbs up for the the Pompano it was, barbecue. It was better this time than when I had it last time. Better on Mondays because they probably cooked it for yesterday and held it over for today. Ooh, you have to have that aging process. First time I had it, it was. Jason, I'm delivering your. Oh, care. I appreciate. It. Sorry, but just got to go pee. I just had to eat, man. I, I ride the car, man. It shook me up. <laughs> Play back. Don't um, don't worry, everyone. Everyone in America now knows Craig is going to pee. Craig, Craig, and Craig and the boss just went on the uh, in the in the car. Yeah, Craig looks a little shook up, but uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think he'll be doing that again. I think we got a. I think they're actually you got a video of this, right? Is that video going to make it to Twitter, please? A little bit of it. It's going to be a an edited Twitter go up. Yeah, edited Twitter video. The starter's car is like the Kentucky Derby. I went once and I'm good. It's good, yeah. You get just got to experience it one time. You know, maybe you guys should buy if if you like have trouble with the plane, you can buy one of the starter cars and drive back to Oklahoma. Yeah, they don't need to go back. Huh? They don't need to go back. They, you think they should? They should go to Del, the the where the hell do you live? Daytona. Yeah. They should. You should go to Daytona and visit Barry. We'll see how Kathleen O does. If she wins, I won't be able to stand her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta remember this. We have a we have a grudge match now. Kathleen O for Barry versus uh Secret Oath. Versus uh Secret Oath. Or the world Secret Oath? Are you taking uh Do I have to pick No no you don't have to pick now. You don't have to pick now. See how loud that is? That's really loud. Generally you can barely hear it out here. 
he kind of has a little bit of a Gabe-ish accent. The four-string announcers. He's from Kentucky too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I talked to him for two seconds when I handed off the mic. I didn't. Uh, I didn't give his uh, background. What's the ed- What's the, the 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 etiquette of of announcer handoff of the mic? Is there like a I, uh, special I, way? No, you know, like a secret handshake? No, I said about. Yeah, you just set you just set it down, and, and I, I I actually he dropped the mic. I don't think he had been up there before, so we went over. Okay. Uh huh. As weird as it sounds, like anytime you go to a new booth, calling races is kind of a, very similar everywhere you go. Right. The booths are all different. All the little stuff is different. So you have to learn. You know. What's the What's the worst booth you were ever in? The worst. Yeah. Pretty bad. This one's pretty. You can say it. I mean, they're gonna like the track is closing. You're, it's on the top of a condemned building. Counting Gulfstream Park West. Yes, that was an official track. They handled six million dollars a day at that track. I'll never forget. Like you'd be in a trailer wearing shorts and a tank top, and the race would be over. I'd look at the screen, and there was seven hundred thousand in the <laughs> coming from Portland Meadows. Um, yeah, I feel like those uh, those probably are the two. River Downs is the best. River Downs was the best. When they rebuilt it as Belterra, when they built it at River Downs, they added the press box later on, and they asked Kevin Goldman, like, how do you want the booth? There was, like, a perfect garden window. It had a chest-high desk, so you could have your program right there. Right, right. Announcer's paradise. And then when they knocked that over, they didn't ask the announcer how to do it. They put all of the, like, the announcer... Placing judges, stewards, all of them right one, two, three next to each other with one single pane of glass and panes of glass between each of them. So you're looking through like eight panes of glass at the quarter pole. It looks like uh, it's so, an so, so so you're like uh, in a in, it's like you're in a bodega in West Baltimore. You know with the bulletproof glass. It's at West Baltimore. That's that's where Prop Joe was from, bro. Landover. The Wire. Prop Joe. That was my man. But uh, so the pumps, yeah, the pumps. I mean, it, it's on the top of a condemned building. Yeah, it's just you know, it's aged. How, how was the the elevator? Smooth. Smooth. Yeah. yeah. They finally fixed the damn elevator, and they're gonna they're gonna get the place. There's, I guess, there's an owl that lives up there in the rap. <laughs> and I was telling the guy, I said, maybe this is like an endangered species, <laughs> and you can get this cat as like a habitat they can't tear down. That, that that's that's an they angle. Need the casino park, and they're gonna. They they would probably just build right around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just put a fence around it. This is one of those storm fences. Nah, nah, just don't go over there because the owl lives over there. But yeah, we're gonna build a uh, whatever the hell they're gonna build here. There's a lot of land here. There's a lot of land here. The recurring racetrack problem. <clears throat> All the places were built out of town when they were built, and then town grew into them. You know, I saw some pictures of of Pompano from like the early '60s. Like no. it was like a an, an aerial view, and right there was hardly anything around. But like going behind the grandstand, there was barns all the way on the other side of the road. There was big training barns, and all the big outfits would come down here for the winter with all the babies. I mean, it looked like they had they had sixty barns here. Now they have like twelve. But no, it, it's it's true in that. Uh, so many places are just uh, on land that's worth way more than they can make as a racetrack, and, and it was 70, 80 years ago, or whenever a lot of them were built. But 
Maybe that's the future rural racetrack. Rural racetrack. <laughs> saying like about Colonial, they're like, you never know. You know, New Kent County's the fastest. Car. I'm like, it's 40 miles from anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it may be growing fast, but uh, yeah, it isn't exactly Manhattan yet. No, it's uh, Colonial's a nice track. I, I was there one time. And I I, ro- I ran a horse in the Colonial, the uh, Virginia Derby, and then the two-year-old race, and I got uh, I got two bad rides. But uh, you know that happens against Ken Ramsey or something. No, uh, that was for Ken Ramsey. That's when I that's when I was on the that was on the home team. No, uh, we got uh, what year? What, who was the name of the horse that beat us? And you know a, a nice guy. I think Foster was his name. A nice guy won the race. I didn't feel so bad, but it was. Uh, it was a big race back then. I mean, we didn't have that many big turf races for three-year-olds. for six hundred. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a big, big race. They had the Arlington had that Mid America Triple Crown, and Saratoga had like the Saranac, which was like a hundred and a quarter, hundred fifty thousand. But three-year-olds didn't used to have, um, you know, three-year-old turf horses didn't have all these big money races. Now that Belmont's got million-dollar races, there's all kinds of derbies and oh, you know. Man. But uh, you know, turf racing is 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 good as long as you have a, a good turf course, which uh, you know Gulfstream is going to replace theirs. That's your man. Isn't that our fan? The fourth the fourth uh, string announcer likes to talk, man. You know, you get a shot on the mic. You gotta. Yeah, he's he's, he's yeah. He's given analysis. He's given pedigrees. Happens after the races. The stewards open. There's a little slider that they open up. Yeah. And they tell you something called a rundown. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's that's the that's the horses listed. She goes. All right. One, two, seven, eight, nine, three, five, four. I'm like, I'm just like, man. It's like, okay, go slow. She's like, one, three. I was like, I was like I, she starts yelling numbers at me. I go, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. That, that after the race, they they tell people where yeah. you know where your horse finished. Yeah, yeah. They don't have Equibase. Ustrotting.com. Yeah, and you gotta like have a, a, a like a like an account. Yeah. I wanted to look up the races I was supposed to call last night, and uh, it took me a little while. I didn't know. I don't. I you know I don't know anything about harness, but other than I love Gabe. Yeah. Well, listen, man, it's like uh, riding a bike. Horses going in a circle. You can call it. It's the verbiage. Like oh. I said, that's, where, that's what hangs me up. I can call it, right? Yes. If, if you say they're running, that's a bad thing. <laughs> I always want to do Roger Houston stuff. <laughs> All right, on their way home. You know, Frank. Marimana used to do that all the time. He would he would call races as other people, but yeah. they, they don't let him do it anymore. They should. Kind of tempered. You think he said? Did he? I think he did. I think he kind of got to the bigger tracks and was like, because he said that Oakland at one point asked him to do one. Right. My favorite one he used to do was uh, Jeremy Shap. ESPN. <laughs> he would end the call with Jeremy Shap. I was like, what a random impression to do, Jeremy yeah. Shap. Of all the people, you know, <laughs> Wayne Lucas he used to do Wayne Lucas. Okay. All right, we're gonna run a quarter mile twenty one three. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, those were funny because he he used to do it in the Asta La Vista at Turf Paradise, yeah, because it was a two lap race or whatever. Right. The Asta La Vista. Yep. <laughs> Frankie's been around. Frank's been been all over the place. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, he's pretty settled now. He's had a good little. I mean, Santa Anita Monument's a nice little circuit. Yeah, yeah. East Coast, West Coast. Something like two nights ago, he's he's low on. He's he's, yeah, I know. We 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 had a. I told him. I said I got like five texts. People asking like, is he sick or is he sick? He's like, no, I just got a cold. Don't feel good. I I felt a little bad. I don't know the man at all, but I felt a little bad for the poor guy who was filling in because. The story is that it was he was the oak tree announcer in the seventies and eighties. And he was replaced by, I think, Trevor, but maybe Dave Johnson. Yeah, I think Dave Johnson first, then Trevor. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of fun that they, I mean, how it all went. Yeah. People are mean, though. Like, I mean, what do you, the guy hasn't done it in how many years? Like, you're expecting him to roll out and, you know. I mean, no offense. Don't, don't, I'm not, I'm not disparaging your, your career here, but like the, the track announcer's job is to like describe the action they don't actually have any effect on on the running of the race like sometimes you think, <laughs> hope think well doll we made bad call well that didn't that wasn't why your horse stopped at the at the quarter pole you know the announcer didn't do it uh Beamy didn't call it right so that's why game but, like it, it's just i mean you know you have your favorites you got guys you prefer but i mean to me everybody's like who who was better than Grunder? Everybody loved Grunder, and half the time, you know, he wouldn't call half the horses in the field. He would, you know, call the first three and then the last. And say it's like ice cream flavors. One man's chocolates, another man's pralines and cream. You make me hungry. So, yeah, it's very subjective. And there was I remember a guy on Twitter one time, like he just messaged me out of nowhere. He's like, "That was a bad call," and I go, "There was not a single mistake in that call." Like, and and he was like, it just he goes, it sounded like you were behind the race. I go, first of all, that's not true, but it's just it just made me realize like how it's just totally subjective on a lot of stuff. I mean, there is totally subjective. Are right and wrong a lot of times in a race, but as far as like taste, it's it's just very subjective. Like, listen, if you go out and you're calling the wrong horse, which happens, you know, I mean, that's not you know when you're calling the wrong horse. But other than that, I mean, it's I, I think so. it's bad. Yeah. You can be saying a horse is moving when it's not all that kind of stuff but. and it's funny that people never seem to like the new guy like they always was well, like yeah the new guy is not good you know but <laughs> they hate the music. new like you know when you hear new music like when you find out dua lipa's good dua lipa man I, I heard that's your thing now. how could i not how come no one told me about this dude i called to the concerts might have been a what do they call him a lipa <laughs> yo that's breezy's favorite I, I haven't been to a concert since the eighties, but Dua Lipa, I'm go. I'll go. To, I'll go for her. But uh, yeah, it's you know, like I said, races out now, aren't they? Well, the interesting thing is, there's about forty five minutes behind. <laughs> I looked at Gabe, and they finished the six because there's twelve. They finished the sixth race, and it was ten o'clock. And now, what are we on the night? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Well, they were interviewing Wally. It was. It was like five after nine, and post time was eight forty, and and Wally was kind of you know, Wally likes the mic. No, I I never uh, I never realized how how much Wally likes the mic. He really I think does a good job. I had him on my podcast a while ago, Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twin Spires. Um... Everybody knows that, Jason. Plug, no plug. It's like the biggest podcast out there. I don't know. I was asking, how the hell do you do so many podcasts? He's a machine, bro. I mean, like you come up very good routine at this point now. Say, like we we do one a week, and I don't want to talk to anybody for like three days after we do it. 
<laughs> so a lot, you know, people are usually mad at us afterwards, but for pointing out, you know. Yeah, I complain about my jobs, Chuck. Is I pay a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, Barry saw how hard I work at the track. He does, you know, man. You, you, you I, I, I spent the whole time my office on the... Yeah, you should the picture. They, they they were down in a, a cameraman. A two cameraman. Barry kind of, you know, he's he's versatile. You can put him on the roof. You can put him in in, in the share booths. I mean, whatever you need. Barry will pick you. winners. I appreciate it. Was Barry sat in with while I said, "Buddy, I said when the stakes come, I got to ask you to leave." He was cool about it. I I get too nervous for big races, so I just need to be by myself. And so, but it worked out good because he had like five people from Twitter he needed to meet. That's <laughs> he went downstairs from during the races to go meet the Twitter guys. <laughs> Well, you know, you got, you got the guy's world famous. Giving out forty dollars horses. You know, the only bad part about that was he did it after everybody went home. After everybody <laughs> left, right? Hey, I left. The big one. Everybody knows on the big days, the last race is the get out race, man. It's the get out race. I remember at Saratoga, people Jerry Bailey stayed to ride the last after like the Travers. Oh, Bailey stayed for the last. Got to bet him. Part of that is when they're entering the horse, they have no clue what race. Right? No clue. All right, like he's just gonna tell Mott. Yeah, listen, Bill. I know I, I'm not riding that one. The last get Julio Pazua to ride the horse for us. <laughs> Antonio Grail. Oh, Scan Man's here. What's the score, Scan Man? Twenty to twenty-five, North Carolina. This guy gives out winners. The bad thing is, people are gonna hear this podcast after the game's already over. But there, we got proof. So, so yeah, he said it. He said that was his luck. That's right. So if anybody wants to give this guy trouble, I mean, this guy's from Chicago, like Southside. I'm a Sox fan, but I live in the suburbs. And you just blew it. You could have. We were gonna blow you up. Come say hi to me at uh, Porter Derby. (laughs) I I wanted to meet up with you. I sent you a message. I did. Very, very. You're getting accosted. Did you hear me? Scam man was hiding. He said oh, you're high. Test room. Well, we don't get invited to places I, like that. I'm gonna play the food for you guys. Oh, see, you didn't. Right, see. We had like on sandals and stuff, man. We were like, we were incognito. Plus, we had breezy. Breezy wouldn't let us do that kind of stuff. Dylan, True. Uh, Dylan hits that big pick five at, at Sam Houston for 38k. And Brady and I uh, got involved in that one too. By Sam Houston, Barry was already He's by St. Augustine. Yeah, no, I was at home. I, I watched it. He did watch it though. I was at home by that time. Before he watched the late the late card of Los Al, before he watched the New Zealand Trotters, before he watched uh, the Australian uh, Everest or whatever that, the hell. They that's got what I was there. telling you earlier. Like people would be appalled at how much horse racing I watch, <laughs> and how many how many PPs I look at a day. You know, I, I'd like to get a, just a, a scan of not not like your you know what you bet, but just. Did you see my email? The the tracks that you've bet on. Oh, just the spread. It's not as yeah. bad, I think. Because remember the night in Australia that when they wouldn't pay you. Yeah. Oh man, that that was that Maybe was ridiculous. He's, he's texting me like one o'clock in the morning. Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're good. I you want to hear a bad one? I you want to hear a bad one? I had with uh, with betting one time, Bear. <laughs> yeah. I uh. This is back in like 2010 or 11. I decided to get into the offshore game. Uh-oh. So I had to myself abandon myself from all the onshore ones. <laughs> and uh, I put in a few hundred bucks. And I think it was, I don't even want to say the name of the place. But so I start, I hit something pretty good right off the bat, right? So I run the account up for like 1500 
So later that day, I'm playing a little mohawk. I'm just playing dollar tries, like keying a, a couple of bombs over a bunch of floors, right? So it comes in, and it's like an $1,800 trifecta. And, and I'm I'm recovering from retinal detachment surgery, so I can't, like, scream or cheer, but I'm excited. So I f- refresh my account, and it jumps up to 1800 And I go, what do you mean? I Because I, I, I had 1500 in Right, right. And look at the odds. thing, it says pay off $300. They cap you on the small tracks. Yep. And so I didn't know that, so I lost 1500 out of it. And then I proceeded to go on complete and utter tilt and whiz through the rest of the 1800 over the weekend. And you did it, Michael Sanchez. Oh, and beam. Some dark days back in 2010, 2009, 2010. Man. I think that's the, that's really kind of the sad part of the Michael Sanchez uh, jockey gambling story. Oh, Mike, I thought, Was he, I he meant Mark he, Sanchez. I'm sorry. Mark Sanchez of the Jets? No, we can always knock the Jets. <laughs> My first reaction to the Michael Sanchez thing was, was like, oh, why is he betting win play show? My going to kill him. And, and, and he, he not know how to bet, but he, he bet losers all the time. It's like he's a jockey. You're in the little jockey club. You you should be able to call, like, you know, the guy you went to school with in the jockey camp, wherever they go. You know, who do you like at the fairgrounds? He was firing all over the place. The article was talking about, like, all these ones that he hit for big. And I'm like, oh, man, he must have done good. And then at the end, they're like, he lost 15,000. Oh, never mind. We're going to show betting caught up to him. Yeah, man, it was. Uh, That's rough. And we got we got a trailer in this race. Beamy, they didn't give you a trailer, right? You didn't get a race with a trailer. I did. Oh, you did. You yeah, had a trailer. Cartier Zell. Oh, the Cartier. Cartier B. No. <laughs> Does anybody know where uh, Gabe went to? Pete went to go get changed. But I'm assuming they're having a few pops. I'm actually surprised Pete didn't stay dressed in 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 character. <laughs> that was a coat that I wasn't expecting. I don't know if they gave it to him, but originally his his uh, lady friend had made a shirt for him. Yeah, there was. Good in the white jeans. He said he was going to look terrible. Oh, they I told the... him. I said, "You got to take those down to South Beach Saturday night." You look professional in those jeans. He had white dozer jeans, man. I told him, I said, get baseball pants. He goes, you think they make those on our side? <laughs> the Greg Luzinski model. What's the guy's name for the Pirates? I just saw him. Uh, Vogelbach. Vogelbach. Cecil Fielder. I, I, I thought, I honestly did think they were baseball pants. No, they were, uh, they were jeans. Huh. Yeah. yeah, we went, we went, uh, we went over to the paddock and they wouldn't let us in, the security guard. I, I, no one's no one has stopped me from going in the paddock in five years. It's Pegasus level, and and yeah, it was like Pegasus level security. And I was like, dude, this place is closing like next week. But we saw our man Jack Rice, who's going to Kentucky. He's 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 not going back to Buffalo Raceway. He's going to what's that track in Kentucky? The the harness track in the middle of nowhere. Thunder Ridge. No, the other one. That, that's in the east side. Uh, the the new one. The Churchill owns. Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure it's a our man side. drives down there. Where our face. Our, our, uh, the TikTok guy. Uh, huh? The TikTok. Oak Grove. Yeah. Grove. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Wallace is going there too. He's not going back to Pocono. He's going to Oak Grove. Yeah, the TikTok guy drives there. Yeah. Randy, Randy Chris. Yes, Randy. The Our man, Randy. With the golds. Yeah. 
He's got the grill. He's the only driver with a grill. And we're not talking like uh, George Foreman. Because <laughs> they all got those. <laughs> uh, that's right, man. But uh, it was a, it was a successful night. It was nice to see something uh, uh, go off as good yeah. as it did. I mean, positive. Seriously, thing. like I know we talk about the weather a lot. We make fun of people, but this was the most ominous looking weather for the last like straight where it looked like it was gonna. Pull it, it just looked like brutal like it was about to it looked like it, it looks when we get hurricanes those black kind of clouds that oh, just man. kind of like like climb on top of each other you know yeah and it didn't rain a drop here not a drop it rained south of here it rained north of here but here it didn't rain at all any ray of sunshine see you guys yeah. it, it, it pulled uh, it off there's two guys that are walking like we don't know who are these guys oh see <laughs> I guess these guys won the race, but they're not going to the winner's circle. Splitsville. Wally Hennessy won his 11,000th race tonight. Oh, Craig's <laughs> back with a drink. Podcast is still going. Now, now we can now we can really get the uh, get the scoop. Don't worry, we can edit it out. Can't if you think about it, Eddie C. Eddie's Eddie's out of here. He's out of here. Scam man celebrating at Carolina. It's up 15 at the half. I hope I hope he I hope he bet first half and he doesn't put the old jinxaroo on himself. If you know he's taking victory laps on Twitter right now. Oh yeah. Barshu <laughs> will just like chisel him if you if, who are they playing? Kansas. Carry on. I didn't even think Kansas was any good this year. They were early. They kind of faded a little bit. But obviously, they got it together. Tournament time. Maybe it's just my my friends are all total degenerates. But like, hardly anybody was talking about that game. They're all talking about this. Yeah, because actually, it was like, kind of a quiet day on horse racing Twitter. There was was very little controversy. There was, you know, the the build up. Bomb going to the Derby was the big yeah. Thing. Like right, and that's not not right. Exactly. Oh, oh we're we're not going to pass the Derby. Frankly, the past the Derby guy. For the record, I would pass. Yeah, but see, I would pass the Derby too. Watch tomorrow be hell. Could be my trainer. I'll I'll definitely do Passiana. I would. I would try the Irish Derby. Or I would try the Virginia. What's that Colonial Derby? The one that Jason Beam. Yeah, the Virginia Derby. Derby. We'll call it the Derby. Jason sitting right next to you. Forgot. I keep. I always want to call it the Colonial Derby. Maybe they should have a Colonial Derby. Colonial Turf Club. Formerly. Formerly known as. You jinxed You jinxed it. Yeah. I know. Everybody makes. You know what it is? Everyone makes excuses why they should run, not why they shouldn't run. And that's why horses with three starts will be in there. And horses that uh, like that Uno Ojo that got beat a city block the other day. That's, you know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel real confident in a 50 never win three with that horse, to be honest with you. How but he'll be in there. And they're eligible. They run these days. It's the, uh, the what's the guy from uh, New Mexico? It's, it's, uh, the, huh? Yeah, the mind that's bird theory. Chip Woolley. I figure if that guy could win the derby with that horse from that place, then anybody can win, right? 
I don't know. I'm tired. I'm tired of ranting about it, so I'm gonna give it a week off. Guy gonna run in there. Who's the Lecomp guy? Something, the guy that skipped the. Uh... I don't think he's got enough points. I think he only got ten points for that race. He probably does not. See now, there's another thing I rant about. There's no reason that those races should be worth a tenth of of the race that's held uh, sixty days later. A tenth. But that's a guy skipped the Risen Star for no reason. Come on, Churchill Downs. No, I, exactly. Maybe, you know, listen, I, I know sometimes people aren't always as forthcoming about the actual, you know, reasons why they're skipping races. But he said it in the winner's circle. You know, it's like if your horse needs time after winning the LeCompte, if your horse needs time after winning uh, one of these mile races, they're yeah. not going to win the Kentucky Derby. They're not going to be ready. They're not going to have enough uh fitness and and they're not going to be able to overcome all the other things i mean because remember it's a mile and a quarter uh, on the rail that's a mile and a quarter it's it's not a mile and a quarter if you're three wide on the turns so it's it's uh like well I mean, yeah i'm sure everyone's sick of hearing it. actually i think about the only three people that actually listen to the show are right here anyway so <laughs> they won't even have to bother listening this week because they're in it but um, speaking of that, what what are yeah, the yeah. classic causeway? I can't causeway, deny that Elsie actually listens to the show. <laughs> only only when uh, you know when there. when you're stuck in the car with him. <laughs> Either that or it's uh, uh, Oklahoma Thunder Now news. I remember putting a podcast on who I won't mention on one of our trips, and she said, "How long do we have to listen to this?" And we've never listened to it. <laughs> well, that's good. You know what? Cut all those out. There's only two podcasts that really matter. Was it the Pace Cat? You got Well, yeah, but you guys, you know. It's his podcast I was talking about. You, you, really? Time form Pace Cat. <laughs> I knew it. I never listened. To no, you're, you you actually, you're, I, yours is one that I, I actually listened to oh, because listen. you guys actually, like, know what you're talking about. I listen to Jason's recap and preview. I try to keep up with Jason's. Jason's got a lot, man. Pump him out. Yeah, Jason is is he, he business baby. He he's he does. I mean, I, I'm I'm a little bit. Uh, I asked him before. I said, Jason, how, how how do you? I mean, you're just podcasting away. It's like Bick. You know, Bick does, does three hours a day, five days a week. Like, <laughs> and he wears a suit doing it. <laughs> In his house. Yeah. You know, there are rainforests in Brazil that have died because of Steve Bick's EPs. He prints everyone out and the news. Like, there is really, honestly, like, the earth will probably end about four hours before it should because Steve Bick. And, you know, he has like a, 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 like a season tickets to like a, a, a printing company, like a, like a cartridge. They like send him to his house like every other day. When I when he stayed with me in Louisville, like they kept getting knocks on the door and it'd be the printing people, yeah, like the cartridge people. Yeah. He goes to print. my printer out. I don't even know how to use it. But he, he, I tell you what, he's really good at. If you ever have him if you if you need like someone for your, your holiday festivals, like he, he did the uh, Halloween one year. Uh, because he was here for the Breeders' Cup when when I lived in Louisville, so he was there for Halloween, and and he he was the master of ceremonies, and he took care of all the kids. He cut the jack o' lantern. How the hell he did it? It, it looked like professional, but uh, that's when Steve Haskin was sleep, sleeping on the couch. It was a Haskin <laughs> cat. Steve Haskins on the couch. Bix like 
like entertaining the kids and having like a judging contest so who's got the best uh um the best costumes and he said well what do you usually do i said we usually turn the lights out pretend we're not here. <laughs> and no, nobody knocks on the door man i didn't sign up for no kids i i married one <laughs> that was bad enough uh, but no it's a lot i mean there just isn't that much stuff to talk about in this game most 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 weeks we just wind up regurgitating a lot of stuff but but um no, it's uh, I, I respect the guys that do more than one a week because Tweedle Bill was here. Tweedle Bill was here. He was actually he was a, a an early guest in the in the beginning of the podcast. He he was he actually had the the scratch the late scratch in the pick five, and he was wondering like if you he scratched into Gabe or Pete, but apparently he got the post time favorite instead in, in the next race. Come on, he he did seem chalky. Like in the poll, Pete Pete did win the poll by four percent. So, but there's a two percent margin of error, and I think Pete actually has about six accounts that he voted for himself. So, it's <laughs> clearly the highlight of Pete's racing career. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm surprised he he changed out of his uh his colors. I thought he would like go out to dinner with him, and tell the 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 maitre d, hey, you know. We get a good seat. I'm Pete Ilo. I won the big race, the Send It In Derby, the one and only, first and the last. You got anything else, Barry? No, I don't want to keep you up, man. No, I'm chilling, man. You know me. We only got one. Well, uh, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I said we only. I think we got three more races here. We talked about. Uh, no, this is literally know. starting the late pick four. <laughs> uh. Oh, uh, there's actually 12. By midnight, though, there's like laws and floors. What are they going to do? Shut the place down? <laughs> you know, it's funny. The steward here is the same guy who was the, like the state steward when I went, when I first filled in at Calder. Yeah, Kevin. Oh, Jeff, no? Oh, Jeff died. He's like a, but he's like an investigator type. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first day I was there, I was so nervous i can call the race in three and a half years right and he comes in and he says do you have a license i said no i'm just filling in for a couple of weeks he goes you gotta have a license there's <laughs> <laughs> a frank <laughs> into the steward's room and shove my license right in his face i got my license buddy there you go I, my stomach drop i had driven three thousand miles to call race <laughs> the trailer and i was about to get the food <laughs> Yeah, man. <clears throat> the 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 legend of of Gulfstream Park West, man. Tomorrow morning, is there anything left? And he's back. He said you were leaving. He was trying to get rid of it. So we, they said you left an hour ago. Man, the guy's back. <laughs> That's all right. Called it. Oh, we are here. Yeah, Calder. Calder is a. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we're on the podcast still. Part two. Is that Gabe? Oh. Uh, look at Gabe. Gabe looks lost. <laughs> He's out of his suit. He's out of there, right? He's sounding smooth. He likes to talk, though, between races. Oh, don't do what you're saying. He likes to talk. <laughs> But no, he yeah, he knows what he's doing. Hey, 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 Barry, you you could play for Kansas. 
Barry, you can play for Kansas. Apparently, they're not playing right very now, well. Right? Barry could play for North Carolina, but he chose not to. Yeah. Abe, we just got lightning over there. Oh, yeah, I saw lightning. Yeah. Oh, well, it seems like every race is going off five minutes. Trying to rip them off quick now because we got a little behind. <laughs> Get each other for like 65. Yeah, minutes. a half hour interview. You know, the starting gate was invented in 1926 at Roosevelt Ridge. <laughs> JB was there. They did not interview the Derby winners that long. There's Wally. There's the, the culprit. You know, Wally, he's really come out of his shell this, this year. He's calling races. He's starting races. He's got 45-minute interviews that are supposed to be three minutes. He might he might be looking to hang up the uh, the lines and then maybe get into uh, you know another line of work. He did say he drove Gary for Seibel on the uh, Hambo broadcast. Yeah. Oh, don't say Gary Seibel. Else he had a little crutch on him. Uh oh, uh oh. Like it, man. You kind of started a little something here and beaming you know. Gary Seibel. I, I get. I, I'm guessing you don't <laughs> listen to the show, but uh, He's a big voice, good looking. You guy. missed out, man. You missed out. He blew it. You blew it. Now she lives in Oklahoma. <laughs> You're, unless you go cover the Remington Park Derby or something like that. Cal Expo. Cal Expo? No, Cal Expo is not in Oklahoma. No. The other guy she has the crush on, Scott. Scott? Hazleton? Which Scott? Scott Hazleton? Yeah. Well, he probably doesn't listen to the show either. But <laughs> Is there anybody else? No, no. All right. I'll tell you later. All right, all right. <laughs> just, just making, just making sure. From Barry. Then there's Barry. You know? Barry, yeah, she likes Barry. She was really upset that you weren't here today. I know. I, I felt bad. That's okay. The should have sent the the corporate plane. Up to, they they to, need to, to move you. so they can move here now. Yeah. No, we're going west. Yeah, they're going west though. Though you're gonna have to drive across the state to to meet them over in. Over in Beanie Land. Well, maybe if my buddy uh, Noah Vonley catches on with uh, with the Thunder, I'll be out there. Noah Vonley is way too old to to, to catch on with the Thunder. What do you mean, way too old? If, if you're He's over old twenty, if you're over twenty one, the Thunder does not want you. He's twenty three. No, He's, I think he's twenty five. Yeah, she's like ancient. He, he's like Taj Gibson to them. <laughs> Yeah, the Thunder. The Thunder go light. They they go really young. They do what the Knicks should be doing. Well, yeah, I think the Knicks could do anything but what the Knicks are doing. Luckily, there was. Uh, I'm fr- I'm frustrated. Uh, I'm very frustrated. So they need to get rid of Tibbs. Tibbs must go. Well, this race is about to go off, and uh, might have to get involved in the late pick four because. Uh, the owner is hungry and I mean he's not we'll be we'll be attending somewhere to eat after this. Yeah. Though Beamy looks like he's running out of gas. Beamy's Beamy's Beamy looks like secret oath the last eighth of a mile. Hey Chuck. That's fake lightning. Yes. You gotta play the nine in the eleventh race at today. Pompano? All right. The nine in the eleventh race. Yep. Nine eleven. All right. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, Eddie bet the twos. What race? Race 11, number nine. Oh, no, the 11th race we're talking. Yeah, race 11. Put them on your ticket, number nine. All right. 
I certainly will. Oh, it was real as usual, and uh, it was a good time. And it's too bad anyone who didn't make it couldn't make it. But uh, I'd say next time. But they're probably going to be next time. So we're going to sign off for for the lady that has the crush on all the TVG announcers. Her husband, who's <laughs> laughing at that. <laughs> Scan man who's over there. He looks nervous. He's hoping Dean Smith makes a makes a a move from above to keep the keep the lead. Candace making a run. Everybody makes a run. Paul Pierce is the. Uh, oh man, that, that's yeah, the reason why do The beam, the beam starts. See, uh, we'll see the beam back. Uh, when when are we going back on the air here? Thursday at the Tampa. Thursday. Thursday. That's Thursday. Nine big races at the Tampa. You. You don't run Thursday? Don't run Thursday. Oh. Come on, man. Wednesday. All right. We'll see him. We'll see him over there. I'm going to the beach, actually. I've been going to Eddie. Say goodbye, Eddie. Bye, Breezy. All right. Bye, Eddie. If you got this far in the podcast, you're a trooper. And next week, we'll have a parting guest for you. Free vouchers, baby. All right. <laughs> see you later.